And then I realize I'm really angry at every single man. It's because my father left me when I was eight. This is probably on some level inappropriate for me to do so, but some part of me doesn't give a shit because I'm your brother. It actually hurts to sort of feel that, you know, what men can do to women and that we could leave you feeling less than whole after you give us so much. Like, you give us everything. You give us life, actually. I've watched my wife birth and... Yeah, just wanted to say I'm sorry. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amra Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. Keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself. Do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. And we have with us today. Steffi Seafield. Steffi, how are you? Hi. It's so great to be here. Oh, my God, so man. Great to be here. It is such a treat to be here. We were just remarking before the episode got started. It's been five years since we connected. Um, yeah. It was Mind Valley University, right? It was Mind Valley University in Tallinn, Estonia. Yeah. Such yeah. a beautiful place. Oh, my God. And it was the first one they had in Estonia. They seem to be having them all in Estonia now. Um, they sort of oh, okay. feels like they've given up on. Moving into different cities every year. <laughs> they just realized that we were the best batch of students. <laughs> they were trying to replicate it. Again yeah, that, again. that, that yeah. epic moment in time that we were there. No, I'm just kidding. 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 It was epic. It was But epic. not really. <laughs> Pardon me. Sorry, guys. This episode is going to be a bit like this because Steffi and I are super good friends, even though we haven't seen each other for five years. Um, there is just that connection where you meet some people and you just know them super duper well. And... I have to do the honours. Steffi, what do I say? It's transformation junkie, ecstatic dancer, profound meditator, full of insights as a facilitator and a public speaker is probably the most appropriate thing to introduce you as. Um, there is, and I even know that that does not, it's trying to put you in a box and yet you are beyond sort of boxes and boundaries. So it's a real pleasure and a treat for us to have you here today. I'm really excited to see where the conversation takes us. Thank you so much for doing this. Me too. Thank you. Oh, man. So you've been on a bit of a journey in terms of your own process and transformation. And let's just start with the transformation. Um, I don't don't really like using the word transformation junkie, but let's just go there. Um, For someone that's that's consistently changing, like I think you even refer to the word as change muscle, like you're always strengthening your change muscle, which I think is a really nice way of putting it. We can expand on where that came from potentially but I'd like to rewind a little bit into do you ever look back at the the young girl Steffi and go oh yeah I sort of see where she got her 
addiction to change all the time? <laughs> or was she always a change agent? Was she always someone that was, you know, or does, is it something that happened as a consequence or something? Yeah, tell me about, like, mm-hmm. the eight-year-old, like nine-year-old Steffi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like change agent more than junkie too. Um, mm. Yes, I look back a lot lately, actually. Like, mm. I feel like the last few years have been just a very intensive, like, you know, sometimes there's just a phase of constant little changes and they're, mm. you know, they're, they're there and you're part of them and you're, you're going through it and it, but it's happening almost like naturally. But then there's also a phase where it's just like a slap from the universe here and then you're recovering and then yeah. it's slapped there and it's slapped there and you're like, wait, what? A year ago, yeah. that's with me? Like, wow. Mm. Mm. It's really interesting hearing you delineate the difference between the two because I, I definitely resonate with what you're saying. There are moments where you're just being spoon fed, like change day by day. And almost to the point where you don't see yourself as like going to the gym, right? Like you don't see the transformation, but then you look back and you're like, actually, yeah, I'm different. But then there's some yeah. moments in life where you're just like, wow, like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, there is a silver lining to this. Where is it? Oh, there it is. You're right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Tell us yeah. a little bit about where you're at. Yeah, please go on. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess it depends on how deep we want to go. All the <laughs> way I'm deep. Listening. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. <laughs> this is you and I. We've got an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think last year was my deepest, deepest, deepest um knowing that little Steffi or getting to know the little Steffi mm. time when, and I've been a coach and I've been trained to being coach and, and reflecting for like a decade. Mm. And even my mom was like, wow, it took you this long to, to realize that you have unworthiness because your father left you. It's like, yeah, mm. it sounds so obvious, but it just mm. hit me. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting. We can do all the work, but you're just ready for what you're ready for. At the time that you are. Can you tell us a little bit about what brought you into readiness at this time, you think? I think, I mean, the, the biggest piece was just total surrender and really readiness mm. to just surrender every little identity I have, like idea of identity I have about myself. And there, it was upcoming. I was, I was living the life that I thought I loved. I had mm. an incredible, um, you know, I had an incredible life in San Francisco, the apartment I always dreamed of. The... So I'm smiling because that's the, that's the tagline of the Inspired Evolution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Live a life you love. But yeah, and I was like, yeah, no. now everybody oh, tuning was... in knows why there's this kid. <laughs> anyway, please. You're living the life you love. I've butted in. Yeah. <laughs> Which I probably did five years ago. She was living the life she loved and I butted in then as well. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> You're living the life That's you hilarious. love in San Francisco. Yeah. And then... San Francisco, the job was like, I finally made money again after a mm. period of just like hustling. And then it was just, everything just felt great, except for nothing really felt great. Mm. Like I wasn't working many hours, but I always wanted more free time. I, mm. and I finally made network, like a networking and connections with people and organizations that I wanted to, but it wasn't good enough. Like, n- nothing was feeling like it should in that moment and i was like something is gonna pop i just don't know what and how and and where yet but something needs to pop inside me like for me like something's gonna change and then i was just wait 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 sorry sorry yeah (laughs) so you're succeeding Uh but there's no you're feeling a lack of fulfillment is what i'm hearing lack of fulfillment and what i've noticed because I over, like I analyze, okay, how can I identify next time I'm going through a change? How can I identify, yeah. 
you it's, know. it's also the bane of the coaches existing because you are conscious yeah. <laughs> of your transformations because then you also want to be able to facilitate it for others. I totally resonate. Yeah. 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 And the awareness piece. And I was like, okay, I was trying to compensate. I was trying to compensate with physical health and physical, you know, mm. like go outside, wake up that morning mm. or at that time in the morning, do this amount of hours of meditation, do this, 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 and then everything will be great because you're mm. taking care of yourself. But that mm. can become an obsession. Like I've noticed if I become obsessed about my health, mm. something's up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can um, appreciate where you're coming from. Very interesting insight. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, let's just chill. And, and I noticed then I got... You're expecting is, something to pop. Yeah. I'm expecting something to pop. And even other people are like, I feel like... I feel like change is coming for you, like a big change. I was like, oh, yeah, I hope so. And, you know, where you does, have no idea. Where does that voice come that. from? Because I want to know that voice as well. That was going to be my, where this question was going to. Where's that voice come from within you? That was coming from within me, but also from other people around me that are attuned either spiritually or, mm. or just very mindfully. And they just yeah. felt it was just a feeling. It was like, I can't, you know, I, it's not tangible. But it's an intuition. Mm. Okay. It's an intuition, right? And um, it was a silly example. Like for me, it's like a silly example, but it was so mm. profound. Mm -hmm. um, my parents were kind of come visit. And I looked at my calendar. And this is, this is, this is where it gets a little silly. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Oh, wow. I'm going to be PMSing when my parents are there. And this has been a theme between my parents and I. And I'm not mm. the greatest to be around my parents when I'm PMSing. Mm. And I was like, oh. And I got so upset. I got In so advance. upset. Yes. Before that I was, was, yeah. Yeah. And I was pissed for two days. And I was like, okay, this is, this is too much. <laughs> like, mm. this, is, this can't be the truth, right? And so, so yeah. noticing awareness of, okay, this has nothing to do with that. What's mm. underlying and I just started to cancel everything. And that was, that, that's an important step, right? Just realizing it's not about my parents. It not, it's not about my PMSing. Mm. It's something way deeper. Mm -hmm. And so, and because it was two days upset, like I'm not upset about anything for two days. For two days. Like, yeah. <laughs> and why about that? And so I just stopped and journaled the entire weekend. Right. And just, you know, found out, okay, well, I'm projecting up to my mom that she would judge me for certain things, but it's not her, it's me. I'm judging myself for not showing up a certain way, for being weak, for, for having shame around certain things. And I was like, okay, where's this coming from? And so, and then I just literally took a break for two weeks at least, didn't leave my apartment, stopped the work, and, and that's my way of doing things. Like, I'm just extreme. I can't mm -hmm. stretch it out and just go on with days and people that I used to hang out with and used to do. I just incubate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I did that and a lot of things came up. And, and, and that was the time where I just let go of all the identities. From identities of you have beautiful skin to identity being a great coach, being a great daughter, being mm. a great friend. Everything. And I wrote it all down on post-its and just like, I'm letting go of that, letting go of that, letting go of that, burn it. Um, and just did a lot of rituals. Um, mm. and, and some exercises too what, that I got from Bill Plotkin. Are you familiar mm -hmm. with Bill Plotkin? No. Okay, Bill Plotkin is a 
nature psychologist, and he takes people on these adventures out in nature, extreme mm. adventures. And he wrote a book called Soul Canyon. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's not just the title Soul Canyon, but basically you're going into Soul Canyon. You're getting to know you. Yeah. And, and so these two weeks turn probably into like six months. Yeah, right. And I was just... I was just in it and it wasn't a depressive phase. Like people were like, were you depressed because you were only mm. inside? You're only doing you. It's like, no, all the energy, energy that I usually put outside on other people, mm. I was just shining that light inside. Mm. I just really had to get to know myself. And part of that was actually, I wrote a book. Uh, I, not, I didn't write a book. I read a book, um, Elisha Key's autobiography. Oh, yeah. And And I, I read it until the very end and I kept like two or three pages left. Mm. And at some point I was ready to finish that book and it was about her realizing her unworthiness because of her father. And I was like, oh shit, that's it. That's me. That's that little girl. Because my intention for, for healing during that time was I want to heal whatever is inside me that keeps me away from having this really amazing relationship with my soulmate partner. And Say that again. <laughs> my intention was to heal anything that's inside me that keeps me away from being in a relationship with my soulmate partner. You had preset that intention prior to this realization. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And then I realized I'm really angry at men out there in the world, at every single man. Mm. And, and then I was just sitting with that anger and then I realized, oh yeah, it's because my father left me when I was eight. And that just unworthiness that was inside me. And then, of course, that was sad. But I am so blessed and grateful and fortunate that I have the relationship with my mom that I have and I could call her the next day or like maybe a week later I'd be like, I want to share something with you that I just realized. And if it was such a bonding, of course, tearful conversation, but that's when she was like, I can't believe it took you this long <laughs> to realize it. Mm -hmm. um, but we're both grateful that, that it came out because now this is the part of transformation. Like I can't, you know, I have a choice. In that moment, I have a choice to just make that my story now that I'm aware of it mm. and just be the victim of that. Mm. Or I have a choice and be like, okay, feel all the feelings and let the feelings of that touch you and shake you up and break you down and then do something with it because that past mm -hmm. doesn't need to be your future. Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. change, right? And what I did, I applied Dr. Joe Dispenza's um, method of okay, what are your thoughts, what are your behaviors, and what are your feelings mm. when you feel unworthy? And when do you feel unworthy around man? I wrote pages, <laughs> pages on thoughts. I mean, when I saw couples walking down the street, my judgment, I was like, oh, my God. Mm. And the level of awareness I then got, it's like, wow, these are all slipping by your awareness unnoticed. Mm. But now yeah. that I'm aware of it, I can do something with it. I can stop them and actually make a choice. What do I want to think instead? How do I want to behave instead? How do I want to feel instead? Is it as tiring as it sounds? Because you've got your subconscious mind, which is 
cluing into triggers that have come through from an internal wound that you've been carrying most of your life and you're not even cognizant of them and then you bring this awareness to those triggers. Now you're aware that those triggers are there and not only are you aware, you're now also bringing those unconscious thoughts to conscious thoughts and then trying to rewire them. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> it is. I'm laughing because absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It is. And it's like, if we look at our mind, it's 95% of unconsciousness mm. running against 5% consciousness. Yeah. So I feel like our work is to become more conscious. Mm. Like, you know, just, just self-awareness and awareness and so that we can actually stop creating the same thing over and over again and just just for ourselves or even intergenerationally mm, i think intergenerationally of course yeah i mean mm. i can't change anybody else's behaviors or what has mm. happened but i can change how it affects me yeah and the yeah. more i change right you as a parent like what mm. what do you want to pass on totally yeah, it's something I've been remarking on. Sorry, I butted mm -hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it quite remarkable that, yeah, you. What what gave you the willingness slash the strength slash the gusto? Is it just because you are the change agent that you were like, I'm willing to do something different. I know the odd way wasn't working. And I'm just going to persevere the out of this. Or was there like a yeah, what was driving you to do such heavy lifting? Uh, Through Joe Dispenza's work? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think w several things. I think once the universe shows you, mm. or, you know, or you're ready and it comes up out of you, however you want to phrase that, I can't. I can't just let it be there and not do anything about it. Mm. There is trust that it's for me right now. Mm. And, and then there's also the surrender piece that this readiness for total surrender, because if I realize, or when I realize that the suffering, even though it's been unconscious, like I've, I was never a sad child or a sad teenager or a sad adult, because of that, but I now... I don't know you as sad at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but now that I know that, I would probably become a sad person now that I know that I would become a victim. And mm. that's, not my, that's not what I want. And so I think mm. if the pain is big enough or if the, the, the struggle would be big enough, mm. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to do whatever. I mean, six months of not working, not knowing of any... You know, like this was obviously the big piece of work for mm. me. But it was also, I got in, I was like, I hated coaching. I was mm. like, coaching is disgusting. I'm never going to do that again, you know? Like, really just let it all, like, just mm. burn it all away. I was thinking about becoming a death and birth doula and still mm. still very present and, and beautiful. But, um, sure. but just allowing that all to be truth for a moment mm. and not take it seriously, but take it seriously enough. Mm. And... And I think what also made me just, because it's work um, mm. and trust that even though money is not coming in, there will be money at the perfect time. There will always be enough money. Just mm. really trusting, like a lot of trust into yourself and also the universe provides. And the support mechanisms, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
And speaking of support mechanism, I think I've established a very strong internal support mechanism mm. that I can rely on and also an external one. Like I have such a wonderful network of friends and loved ones that were there for me and that were able to be there for me as, as friends, but also as, you know, therapists really, or mentors or just mm. listeners and just holders or to, to allow me to do that. Steffi, your own inner resources, having such a, and I know you personally, such a deep well of inner resilience and such a depth to be able to, like you said, um, I'm paraphrasing, but hold space for yourself in such a deep way. Some of the reflection you've been doing, was that well carved so deep potentially by this wound that you've been unpacking? Or is that too convenient yeah. for me to say? No, I think that has to do with it. That has definitely to do with that. Um, I mean, part of why I allowed myself to think coaching and me as a coach, not coaching in general, but me coaching is disgusting, was because I noticed I'm naturally so good at some of coaching mm. that because, because of my past, because of my childhood, because of X, Y, Z, and not just because of my dad, but also other family members or other yeah. dynamics. And I was like, I don't want to create my life around something that was actually a wound and pain for mm. me as a child. Yeah. And, you know, combined with that, combined with I was still the sunshine as a child. Like my mom would always call me, you know, you're my sunshine. And like I would I would bring her joy yeah. in, in her tough times. Right. As a single mom yeah. doing all the things. And mm. um, and so I lived up to that sunshine unconsciously, too. Like, thank God. Like, mm. I love I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that unconscious programming yeah. um, when it's healthy. But I think, yes, absolutely, those those have given me resilience that has given me also the support system and the trust, mm. like being unconditionally loved by a mother, mm -hmm. no matter what happened with the father or other family members, I think that is just a constant that gives me so much internal trust and and somebody has my back no matter what. Mm. Even though things aren't always fluffy puffy between my mom yes. and I, right? <laughs> we have our yeah. conversations, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you not only happened across Joe Dispenza's work, but it, it helps you so much that you sort of went, well, yeah, Steffi on it. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we, don't, yeah, we don't do anything lightly around here. We no, our yeah. way through everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about, yeah, where that took you with Joe's work. Yeah, I think that is really powerful because um, it wasn't just that I went down into Soul Canyon with mm. the more therapeutic going into my past, figuring out who I was, how I did become this person. But that simultaneously, was Bill Plotkin. Bill Plotkin. Plotkin, sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, but simultaneously, while this can all happen and realizing I can work on that, I can also simultaneously work on breaking the habit of being myself mm. and reinventing my new one. Mm -hmm. I have a choice and realizing that and knowing that and understanding the neuroscience behind that, that I have the ability to prune these neurological networks that are 
you know, connected to the past and how my body is conditioned to that past. Mm. And I have the, I have the tool to sprout new neurological networks or connections mm. and, and reinvent my new self. And knowing that, and honestly, I'm just an, I'm, I'm an experienced learner. Mm. So I don't need all the science to trust in it yet. Like I'm not a very skeptical person when I like something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the worst thing that could happen is that I meditated a few minutes a day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the risk is really low. The pain that could, you know, it's it's not bad if I tried this. That's um, a great frame. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good way to look at it. It's like, so the worst downside of this is, oh, I meditated for a few. Yeah. I might, yeah, yeah, I might feel better and I might just stay the same, but I'm not Mm going to feel worse. And if I do, it's part of the process that I trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So doing that simultaneously, and that was when I went to an event, to a week-long event with Dr. Joe Dispenza, which, you know, if I look back now, it's like, wow, you were so, I was so internal. I was so Mm -hmm. really in my own process. And it's, it's, and that's just beautiful to allow yourself to not be the sunshine, Mm -hmm. but just be, you're just you. You're here for yourself and you're going to make this count for yourself. It's interesting that as well, isn't it? Because we're both extroverts, I would say, um, quite comfortably. And I know that that, even that label can be a bit to wear at times because I know when I go to do my own work and what I'm hearing from you at this juncture as well is there are times in our life where just because I'm an extrovert and I recharge externally doesn't mean that or sometimes there's even more value in me turning inwards and just saying, hey, enough's enough for them in a minute. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, there's a lot of growth available to, I guess just say extroverts in general, to sort of introvert in for a little bit. And, yeah, just to sort of feel what it looks like to be sort of encompassed in your own energy and not sort of just be putting it here, there, everywhere. And I'm conscious that, that even sounds loaded because even over the last six years, as I've been doing some of that myself at different phases, I've still always had the podcast. <laughs> <I'm> still, <laughs> there's still been that, you know, but it's, it. but you know when it's different, you know when it's different, you know when you're in a phase where it's like, yeah, I can, you know, I'm, I'm getting a lot from giving or actually I'm getting a lot from receiving from myself, you know. And so at this particular period, you're getting a lot from receiving from yourself as you've gone to Joe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and that year, particularly last year too, I canceled everything, every training I had, every work, every, every trip, every, everything, mm. except for the training to become the NCS trainer with Dr. Joe's work, even though I felt like facilitation coaching, not for me anymore, but maybe mm. this allow, this will open doors for me that I have no idea about, but I'll still do that. Was that a thought or was that intuition again? That was intuition. Mm. That was intuition for sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it was also because last year wasn't the first time that, that the work has helped me so much. I started with his meditations five years ago mm. when I was healing my... Um, pre-cancerous cells in my cervix. I, mm. I got to, and I got introduced to his meditations and his work and I was like, this sounds good. I'm going to do this. And I just, again, like what's the worst case that could happen? Like, you know, worst case scenario is I meditated in the morning and at night. Um, and I had this mystical experience five months or four months after I started meditating with it mm. and went to a naturopath and I did a few alternative treatments 
and I had this moment with my parents again. We were in New York City in an apartment, meeting each other halfway between Germany and and California. Yeah. And my stepdad was smoking at the time. And he was on his way downstairs, looking at the t kitchen table, seeing all my supplements from turkey tail mushrooms and green tea, whatever, you know, it was vitamin C, all the things that I needed to heal or that I, you know, my body really appreciated to heal. heal. And he, he looked at it with his cigarette in his hand. He's like, that can't be healthy. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love your reaction. Oh, I just man. love it. <laughs> you just need, sometimes you just need to get grounded like that though. You know, like sometimes the freight train of groundedness just needs to hit you square between the eyes that freaking hard. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, uh -huh. yeah, thanks dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, I can yeah. meditate as much as I want, yeah. <laughs> but that moment I fucking lost it. I lost uh, it. Uh, uh, uh. <sighs> Um, and and it was also because I was just I mean my parents were super worried about me and my safety and my my mm. decisions at that point and I was disappointed because they never checked in with me during my health journey mm. so that just exploded right. into a huge argument yeah. tears everything and nobody understands the other person mm. in the random moment I just have this flash of of a vision that you know when a when an artist like an a sculpturist exposes mm. their first time their their, their uh, yes um, the curtain with like this, yeah the, the curtain review or something yeah and this is what it felt like this is what i saw within milliseconds that my cervix was just ta-da oh it's revealed and it's like it's like okay what was that but back to the argument and yeah. then later when i was in bed i was like what just what happened? That? Yeah, what was that? Mm. And I was like, I tuned into it. I was like, I'm, I'm healed. I knew it. Wow. I just knew I'm healed. And I talked to my very close friend at the time who has been with me the entire time too. He's like, okay, but still get a test, okay? Can you still get test? Like, can you yeah. still, you know, go to the doctor yeah, yeah, and get yeah, the yeah, results? Yeah, do the grounded, yep. I was like, I don't need to. <laughs> you know? yeah. Because, I, I mean, I did, I did. Mm. Um, and I was healed. And so... The cancerous cell, pre-cancerous cells on the cervix were healed within like four months. Mm. And, and that was incredible. And I knew in my meditations, I would go into how would you feel? What would you do when you were healed? Mm. And, and that changed over time. You know, in the beginning, it was the doctor's going to say yes. Um, or I would tell my friends about it or... Mm. And then it just evolved to different things that I really would feel differently. I would um, act differently. Was it dark at some point having that diagnosis or? It was, it was definitely shaking up my world in the beginning. Mm. When and then beginning, again, how long is it when, I first, when I first heard it from the doctor. But interestingly, again, intuition and body awareness, it wasn't a surprise. I knew something was up. Like I knew something wasn't right. And then at that point you gravitated towards Dr. Joe's meditations because it felt right. And also same thing again, it seems to be a pattern. It's like <laughs> the worst thing that'll happen is I'll just meditate a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, in that case, because it's something, you know, the worst case was if I, if nothing great happened to the cells on my cervix, it would be so deep that it only radiation or chemo. That's mm. what the doctor said would, would help. 
And I talked to three doctors. They would all do the same procedure, the LEAP procedure. And I just, every time I went out of those offices, it was like, if I'm imagining that I would do that procedure and I'm putting myself into that future Steffi, it, I just wouldn't trust that it was healed. I would just wait for it to come back. And I just, I was like, as illogical, illogical as it, as it may sound in that moment, mm. but I just had to trust that. I was like, that doesn't feel like healing to me. Mm. So I looked at some alternatives, what to do, how to heal on the cellular level. And a friend of mine who I met just before I moved from Berlin to San Diego at that time, who has healed himself with um, alternative medicine, he had a mm. cancer in his throat. And so I reached out to him. I was like, hey, I'm in this situation right now. And you're the person I'm thinking about. Do you have any any advice? Can you be there for me? And he said, if I had it now, I would do things differently. And I would do Dr. Joe's work. And he introduced me to it. And I was like, thanks. And I'll, I did it. I just listened to a few podcasts that he had out at that time. Mm -hmm. And and then I did the meditations. Incredible. I'm cognizant I, that it could, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm so, like, I'm, I'm thrilled. Um, and it's such a testament to Joe's work. There's a part of me that's reserved, and I, I'm conscious of that. And the part of me that's reserved is um, I remember it was different for me. Um, not that I was on my own healing journey, but I had a, well, had. She's no longer here in the 3D. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I still believe she's around, touch wood, but that's my own little kookiness. Um, had a mentor and she passed away and I, I guess this is vulnerable for me to share, but yeah, she, I was holding a vision for her to have made it through on the other side when everybody else was saying their goodbyes and everybody else that was friends with her, like she was late forties. Um, and for me, that was too early. And for her friends, it was like, it's possible that she could go. And they were saying their goodbyes. And I was infuriated at everybody because it was like, you're creating that reality for her. Okay. And, but I was also, and this is me, I think it's about five years ago now. Um, and I was, you know, holding this vision and this reality where actually it's like, no, you've made it through, you've made it through, you've made it through. And it was a very interesting sort of, well, not even sort of, and neither was it interesting. It was painful when she passed. Yeah. Um, and that's not to put a damper on it, but I, yeah, just to bring another whole dimension into the conversation for us to have like a really full-on conversation about it um, from all the dimensions because there is the opportunity for us to hold a future for us because I know now you're trained as a as facilitating this work and the question is not in that particular instance why didn't it work that's definitely not the question um the lesson for me was it was an apt time for me as a young individual to learn that death comes for us all you know and that yeah. you know at an as an adolescent man you're invincible but losing her was the first sort of I don't want to say chink in that armor but it was also it, it was it's bigger than that because mm -hmm. as alan what alan watts puts it you know contemplating death is actually the richest soil that you can grow your seeds for life in um well yeah yeah but it could have gone other ways for you as well 
are you aware of that or is your intuition so nah this was the way it was always going to happen and listening to that inner guidance this was the way for me Mm. I just want to say thank you for sharing that yeah yeah um and I agree with your point that death has like we all have a timeline we all are I believe that Mm. that core belief um but what I also believe is that the time we have here we are the creators of how we want to spend it and I don't I don't think that me doing the other procedures Mm. more the western medicine was um um suggesting would have not worked even though I have the feeling like it's I'm I'm going to wait for it to come back and mm. that could have been my reality mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have killed me I think mm-hmm. like I wasn't mm-hmm. afraid of being like of that being my and my way to yeah. go yeah yeah and I do think that with it's all about who are we becoming like I remember a moment where I got really impatient and mm. and, and it was and, you know, as an extremist, I'm like, I'm starting these treatments and I'm starting to meditate. A week later, yeah. why is not nothing happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> Been to three gym sessions already. Yeah. Where's this? Yeah, wait. What? Huh? Where, where are my muscles? Yeah. Wait, what did I? Wait, huh? I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's look at the script yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do I need to re-optimize? And it's like, patience. No, no, no. Let's scribble that one out first. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And when, no, this is good because my friend was like, what if what if the pace of your healing wasn't the only measurement of success Ooh. like look at who you're becoming like you're and at that point too i didn't cut out work completely because i really Dude, needed that's to profound pay rent. as a statement i know yeah i was like so so appreciative of that because um and and this is just a testament to it's not about you know when we when we work towards something and of course this healing journey was to become healthy but in other situations, we we want to become abundant, financially mm. abundant, or free time abundant, or you know more time, more sex, more more joy, more mm. friends. I don't know, more houses, and on that journey of working towards that, it's more about who are we becoming than mm. are we actually getting it. Then we actually get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if I tune into what would it feel like if I was healthy. I, you know, I was full of joy. I felt felt connected. I felt healthy. I felt X, Y, Z. And could I remain that state after my meditation? If I tune into that, could I remain that state with my eyes open <laughs> throughout the day? Mm-hmm. And that's then. The magic. That, yeah. And that's when I show up differently, my behaviors change and mm. my thoughts become different, right? Like it's all, I can, I re- mentally rehearse that in my meditation and then show up that way. Mm. during the day and I think that's the beauty of this work and that's why I never stopped meditating once I had this mystical experience of oh I'm health like I'm healed mm. um but I didn't stop meditating because I saw the potential again like this is like this huge transformation time but every day is there is a potential of 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 becoming something we all know are becoming a better version of self Mm. could be minor Mm. could be could be greater and that for me is is the beauty of this work when it 
when the 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 outcome almost doesn't matter as much anymore like it doesn't matter if i make more money if i make if i even make money with this work right like but just mm -hmm. me doing this work and being this person right now is mm -hmm. so amazing you know <laughs> i feel choice. so good yeah. <laughs> yeah and of course i'm not saying that i don't want this anymore but it's not mm -hmm. about that anymore mm -hmm. i um i think one of the things that's just that's distilled out of this epic share from yourself um thank you so much for going there with us. I know it's, yeah, we're really prying you open to discuss the inner workings of everything and you're being so gracious about it. Thank you, Sister Bear. Um, the distillation for me was, and I'm going to have to put a disclaimer in this podcast because everybody's journey is their own, but truthfully what it's distilling for me is you were guided by your intuition and when I was navigating the journey with my mentor, I was guided by my head. Uh -huh. I was freaking out and I was wanting a different outcome from my head, not really. Well, it was driven by my heart, but I was applying everything I'd learnt up until that point in the Inspired Illusion with my head. Yeah. Um, and that's what's distilled in the difference between the two stories that we shared, I think, for me. Uh -huh. Touch wood. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Very illuminating for me on a personal level yeah yeah, yeah. what a beautiful reflection mm. and now with you've gone away and you've been meditating micro changes daily again and again again and again again and again you yeah the the difference that you sort of found in yourself going hey every day I'm going to be a little bit different a little bit different a little bit different but at the same time, meditation is such a practice to just be. be. And I find this all the time. And this used to actually, I've gone through different iterations on the Inspired Evolution website as I go through the evolution. <laughs> as you will. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really touch wood somehow. Like I'm really grateful that the Inspired Evolution is, the name is just so... It helps because <laughs> yeah. yes. I'm inspired, I'm evolving, like All the tagline may yeah. change from time to time. <laughs> it's always been live a life you love, but even under there, it's been like, you know, peace and purpose. And then there's been being and becoming and mm. this dance between the two, you know, this dance between the two, because you meet a lot of teachers teaching you how to become who you want to be. And you also teach, meet a lot of teachers that are inviting you back to just being. Yeah. And there's wisdom in both. Yeah. Somehow, some way. But that's, I guess, my perspective on it. And I have shot the question a little bit, but I would like to ask you that, your perspective on being, becoming, the dance between the two. Because, yeah, you're meditating all the time. The invitation is to come back into the present moment. And yet there's this consistent um, persistence for becoming. Tell us about that. Oh, it's such a rich dance. Mm. <laughs> like, I love that question. Mm. Because it is like what I mentioned earlier, like the obsession when I notice I can become obsessed with becoming and better and improvement and change, then I know something is up. I know it gets unhealthy. Even mm. the healthiest habits can become unhealthy. And coming home to, even if nothing changes, if I don't become a better communicator, if I don't become better at what I do, 
if I don't become a more caring friend, daughter, partner, whatever it is, I'm whole. Mm. I'm enough. You know, whatever resonates, I'm enough. I, I'm everything. I'm whole. I'm, I'm loved. And that is the beauty too. Like, can I just be present and happy with what is and grateful and dancing between both. And I think that's where also there are days where meditation practice looks different than only tuning into the future potential. Mm. Also days where it's just myself, you know. My query is an interesting one at this juncture because I'm finding the being always brings you home to yourself, which I think is a beautiful uh, aspect of coming back to being but I do wonder if the becoming is ever changing because I'm sure that like you said the obsessive becoming driven by the self-worth healing you know it's like if I can do this and this and this and this and this and I'm worthy and then it's like yeah and then I can achieve that and then it's like oh I achieve that and that's who I'm becoming and it's like actually a lot of this was driven by this oh crap there's that wound okay and then you're healing it exactly. and now there is still a frequency of becoming, but the, or still the wisdom of becoming, but it's driven from a different place. Would you say? Can you? Can, yes. Can you, like, yes. Not coming yeah, from was, a wounded place too. Mm. Yeah, that was beautifully phrased. Like it's exactly that. I think from if we're unwhole or if you, if we don't feel worthy, mm. our change can come from I need to prove myself. I need validation. I need to. You know, it can even be I need to have my father like me, even though I don't really want to be in touch with him, right? Like, mm. but unconsciously, there can be this like I need validation, I need this approval, I need the acknowledgement, um, I need to be someone to be loved, and if I don't do that, I'm not loved, I'm not worthy. Mm. And if I heal these wounds, and if I get in touch, and if I come home to I'm whole, mm. then the motivation or the inspiration to evolve uh, or the inspiration to, to, or the ambition to do something differently or to become something, somebody differently or somebody else is, is not coming from lack, but from inspiration. Mm. Like I don't, you know, I don't want to be a bigger public speaker because I need to prove it. Mm. I, I just really love it. And I can now own without being, ashamed of it that I love being on stage mm. you know and I love being that and if I have something motivational inspirational and beautiful to share with the people mm -hmm. especially further down the line with women and 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 you know female identified girls then absolutely do I want to take that stage and do I want to do it right so mm. that's just the energy is very different than um I want to become a coach and make so much money and then my father is going to be proud of me mm. And he will mm. never be, you know, like that is just very, very different. Mm -hmm. And then yes. I think that's where the becoming can be like the source of becoming is important. Mm. Is that why being is such a safe orientation? Because <sighs> it's always home and it's less, less of a landmine in terms of what's driving you back to being. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, when you've done, when once you've done a lot of work and once you've become comfortable in being, then it's like home and you feel safe. Mm. But what rang to me when you just said, you know, being feels safe. I'm like, I think a lot of people are even afraid of uh, true. doing yeah. breath work or doing a meditation, you yeah. know, even if it's a five minute one, because it's scary to sit with your thoughts. Yeah. It's scary yeah. to sit still and let the truth come up or in or out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there's that, yeah, different stages, different phases are definitely, right. yeah, you're absolutely right. And, there, you know, sometimes it's not even about being or becoming, you know, I remember there was a phase where I was struggling with depression. It was, you know, where I had been, <laughs> you know, it was just like, now he's like, where, man, <laughs> it was like, well, you know, just could not run fast enough from those demons. Um, yeah. yeah. And I guess it's interesting because you and I are having this conversation and I know you, people know me, you know, and we are both, ex well, I would say, yeah, meeting Steffi at My Valley University was this, it was this immediate like zizzing, like you just have this with some like, I would say with some people is it's actually like touch wood. I connect with a lot of people, but there was this moment where I was like, aha, uh -huh, like this person, this person, like it was just, some may say I've met you in another life. I don't know what that means really, but it's, there was just this like, aha, uh -huh, like whatever uh -huh. I get, she gets, whatever she gets, I get, you know, and it was just really dope to meet my sister. Um, and so in that, you guys kind of know that Amrit's bubbly, Amrit's vivacious. And this episode has been quite unpacky in terms of going to deeper, darker places. And I think, touch wood, oftentimes people reflect, it's like very hard to sort of picture Amrit that you went through depression, you know, like you're, you know, you're upbeat, you're positive. And I think there's the opportunity to just reflect it. There's always that choice in terms of how we showed up, which is what you said earlier. Um, inter yeah. And thank you for honoring that, you know, potentially the resilience that you carry, you know, comes from the, the depth of, you know, what you've potentially plumbed into that well um, in the first place through having to have a look at some of your stuff. So at the ambition to sort of turn a corner, to not have to be so heavy in the conversation, because <laughs> there is quite a remarkable place to be when both your being and becoming are aligned. Oh my God, so good. Right. Yeah. And this is where the coaching becomes super addictive because it's like, oh, dude. <laughs> it's like, ah, this is like your infinite potential. It's like, oh, you know, yeah. and I think this, yes. this part of the conversation definitely um, deserves its airtime equally as much um, from where we've been because. I often remark upon this, you know, we, we were talking a lot about the inspired illusion because we haven't caught up in five years, so you're asking me questions. And, you know, I have to say this has been one of the most remarkable vehicles, if you want to call it that, so, so 3D, um, in my life though because as I'm talking to you right now, I'm being a brother to a sister, I'm being an interviewer, I'm being, I'm learning to listen better, I'm learning empathy, I'm learning, I'm being right? But it's also facilitating Amrit, the future speaker, Amrit, the future coach, Amrit, the future podcaster. And it's the being is facilitating the becoming and the becoming is facilitating the being. And it's like, and then it's like this lining up of things. Your reflections on that, Sister Bear, because yeah, I see you just nodding. <laughs> yeah, yes. <all> right through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your yeah. sentiments on yeah. the being and the becoming lining up. Yeah, I love how you phrased it. And when I, what I feel now is as a reflection of, wow, I didn't even feel like me sharing these, what I, whatever I shared, mm. didn't even feel heavy or dark. It just felt 
like it feels inspiring to me <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's also because i'm so in love with life mm. and that's when the being and the yes mm. and that's when the being and the becoming like you say is just they're dancing together and there's no i feel like they're if we're metaphorically speaking there is no fighting between them like they can mm. all we can all coexist and we can trust in the pace that we're evolving and becoming we can trust in the pace that we're being sometimes and there's just ease in it and yeah i can't say it differently than being in love with life and that's usually also like what i go for in my emotional you know what, what do i become what do i want to become i was like i just want to be in love with life so I want to be in joy with life and in love with life, yeah. So how is this different to when we started the conversation you took us back to, there was so much success but there was there was something waiting to pop versus where you are now. Can you describe the difference between Ooh. those two zeniths and the sort of pit you've gone through? Oh, the, the, the what was it? The the soul canyon you've gone through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the difference yeah. between these two summits? Hmm. You know, I think it's similar to what you shared about you're experiencing um, where your mentor passed, but you're experiencing how you want it. Mm. You didn't, you didn't want it to end, and that came from your heart and your head, right? Mm. It didn't come from knowing or from intuition. And a year and a half ago, it all came from my mind said, "This is this is right. This is this is how it should be. This is you know, this is." This, these are the shoulds, these are the frameworks, these are the social mm -hmm. conditions, these are your own conditions. And it um, it felt more far, forced. Mm. Even though some doors, you know, during that time, doors were opening and it was like, oh my God, this financial abundance door finally opened after four years or so. Like, incredible. But then the way it was just felt more forced. And now... There are so many uncertain moments and uncertain elements in my life, mm. and yet, it just feels really like it's just you know it doesn't just feel alive. And there are definitely days and moments where I'm like, why is what what <laughs> how am I here and why I'm sad and you mm. know? But there's there's more trust. There's more. Yeah, maybe even more love to the process, mm. and and the knowing, the inner knowing, the intuition that we're on the right path here. Like there is nothing that I'd rather do. Like usually there would be moments was like maybe I should do that. Maybe it wasn't the right decision to go left or right. You know, like maybe I should try this. But there is never a moment right now where I think I should do something else. Mm. I should be somewhere else. Um, it's just right. It's, it's a feeling, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for sharing yourself so abundantly, man. This is, yeah, been quite the plumbing of the soul, actually. And by plumbing, yeah, just really understanding all the places that we can grow here. And I think obviously you're a coach and so I think there's a real gift that we get to revel in in this conversation with you being able to articulate the nuances the subtle differences like they're like you know as separate as light and day when usually 
they're really hard to spot. You've got a real gift okay. there, and it's been really, really a gift to receive that. For those that are curious about, you know, they're undergoing their own transformation, they can feel sort of the disparate the disparity that you were describing at the beginning and there's there's more for them to potentially unlock or come home to is probably what I would sort of articulate. What probably what would you like how's the best way to get in touch with you and is that a great way to start doing the work? Get in touch with you and sort of find out what would you recommend? That's one way for sure. Yeah. Um to get in touch with me and even if we find out that we're not a great fit, I'm I'm happy to share my opinion what will be. Um you can find me on steffiseafeld.com. Mm-hmm and or on linkedin that's these two are my active platforms yeah awesome. Felt. yeah and then the resources for sure that we'll link into the show notes below is also dr joe's meditations um and we'll put a link to soul canyon and also breaking the habit of being yourself because i think a lot of our conversation today was informed by those two incredible resources as well um yeah. and obviously a link to to all your work the training that i'm facilitating it's called change your mind create no results it's actually based on breaking the habits of being yourself and that's a two-day program with a four week of coaching and integration after that um so and the best way to people to find that is also on your website yes brilliant yeah cool and because i love you and i love your audience so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah 20 20 percent discount with inspired Hey, dude, thank you so much. That is such a generous gift. And uh, yeah, we'll put the link to that in the show notes below with the code. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that, Steffi. Yay. A very interesting point in this conversation. And I'm conscious where where time's at. (laughs) (laughs) But this is probably on some level inappropriate for me to do so. Um, But some part of me doesn't give a shit because I'm your brother. I love it. Now I'm a dad. Uh-huh. And I've actually, actually, here's, before I go into it, I'll give you this, this word. I've sort of, we talked about identity before and uh-huh. a word that's been coming to me is, so when I first, you know, we're talking about like how I was going and dadding can be like, the first six months was really intense, right? And then now it's like, there's a lot in there, touch wood is, the word that's been coming for me has been refunsibility. And I, you know how Mind Valley like invents words. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is the word Amrit invented. Um, uh-huh. Refunsibility. Refun- refunsibility. Refunsibility. Right? Okay. Because um, you're still gonna have to be responsible. Like, you still have to be able to respond, but it's like refunding responsibility <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Like refunsibility, <laughs> right? And if I'm gonna show up with all this stuff, I'm gonna make it fun and I'm gonna make it my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been this whole journey of becoming a father for me. Um, and, you know, showing up with still doing the things. It's like, oh, now I really got to keep a roof over our heads, you know? And at the same time, also like, how fun, you know? Like, who's, who am I keeping a roof over? You, little man, yeah. like, you know, touch wood. So there's all of that. Um, but I'm going to take a bit of a liberty with becoming a father and just, you know, letting you know that as your brother mm-hmm. and definitely not stepping into the shoes of your father, but... Sister Bear, like, you're so loved. And, yeah, like, I see you wholly and solely and, yeah, it's, Mm. it actually hurts to sort of feel that, you know, what men can do to women 
and that we could leave you feeling less than whole after you give us so much. Like, you give us everything. You give us life. Actually, I've watched my wife birth and... Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm sorry. Thank you so much. Love you. <laughs> I love you so much. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, no. thank you. I feel that. I feel that and while you were sharing it, you know, like how women give birth. Like that's why that's why we're here, because we have the ability to birth you. And I didn't think about these two stories. It's my cervix that's the portal of life. You know, mm. and then my dad, and now you're bringing it together. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but I didn't see it until now. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> wow. Touch wood. Wow. Man, yeah. This has been such an epic podcast. Thank you so much for you. how wow. you show up, what you show up for. And, you know, I really cannot just thank you for today's conversation. It is a life's work that informs it. You know, and yeah, you being here, sharing yourself so openly and abundantly with us has given us so much to, to really sink and feel into. And yeah, really grateful yeah. for you, sister. Oh, I'm so grateful really. that, you, that it resonates. And it was such a pleasure to have this conversation with you. I'm so glad we're connected. So glad. On behalf of myself and the Inspired Evolution Tribe, wishing you all the best. And dear tribe, my God. You guys listened all the way to the end of another episode. You are so inspired to evolve. You are totally my hero. So thank you so much and heroines. <laughs> and thank you so much for tuning in all the way to the end. You guys are incredible. It is an absolute honor for both of us, Amra and Steffi, to be your brother, your sister, walking home by your side. As always, guys, stay inspired. Keep evolving. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving.